Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 43. In today's episode, I get to share the new character, which I'm so excited about, and just sort of process what life is like as a creative, sensitive person on this planet. Um, Yeah, it's been a really heavy week. Um, To be honest, I completely burned out last week. I think... There's just so much to process right now that I kind of hit my limit. And I was also, you know, again, TMI, but it was that time of the month. And I, the full moon happened um, last week. It was just a lot of things. Apparently, (laughs) I like always read this stuff because it makes so much sense to me, but it's Scorpio season. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. Um... But yeah, it's a lot of things sort of happened at once where my emotions got to be so big and it's hard for me to process them sometimes. And so I had what I used to call panic attacks, but now I'm realizing they're something different and I'm working through what that means for me and working through how I'm viewing myself as I experience very, very strong and deep emotions and how challenging it has always been for me to go through that process. And so um, I think in the future I will be able to speak more on this, but for right now, I just want to say that, yeah, the world feels really heavy right now. And I think it's important for us to know ourselves deeply and to know, um, I don't know how to word this. I, I guess I'm always afraid that it's going to come across being really judgmental and I don't mean it like that. So it's the idea of being perceived a particular way is like mind boggling to me. And so I need to always sort of triple explain myself so that I don't accidentally offend anyone but at this point it's kind of like if it comes across judgmental then it just comes across judgmental like there's nothing else I can do about that but I think right now in this particular time you know it is October um what's the date today 30th 2023 um again when you're listening to this it'll be a few days later but whatever There's just so much going on that I don't, (laughs) it's like I'm processing it all, but I can't process it all fast enough. And so ultimately, I think what it comes down to is, (laughs) are you going to be the kind of person that learns information and sits there and it's like, oh, well, I can't do anything about it and just keeps going on with their daily life. I think that's what we've been conditioned in the United States to do, right? Like we've been conditioned to think that the world's problems are the world's problems and are our own. I think we've been conditioned to think that 
we don't have a voice necessarily, or our voice is so small and it's not going to make that big of a difference. We've seen over and over again that there's this big problem happening out there and then the next one comes and the next one comes. And and so like, it almost feels like there's no hope left, right? Like there's, oh, well, like what can you do about it? It doesn't directly affect me in my day-to-day life. So I just shouldn't care about it. And so I, I cannot not care. Like, I think that's one of the things about sensitive people and neurodivergent people that we try to explain to others. And it's like, I think the majority of human beings have to care. We have to care because we feel it when we see that something is not right or something is wrong, or there's been thousands of people killed in another part of the world. Like that's been happening forever. And like, we are aware, but we never really fully care. Um, I mean, we care, but it's like so out of our space. Right. And so I think for the first time we're seeing how social media has really impacted this. And if you're not on TikTok and you're not in other forms of social media, you know, like you're not seeing more diverse um, perspectives and all you're seeing is what the news is telling you and you are not like on YouTube trying to find information and you're not actively searching new information, then this is probably going to sound really judgmental. But the perspective that everyone in the world can bring and there's people like on in Palestine right now, like trying to share, although they cut off all the internet, but ugh, there's like so much, right? Okay. So let me backtrack. There's going to come a moment in time where you're going to have to decide okay, I need to actively seek out information on this topic. I need to actively go out and learn more on my own. I need to look up books about this. I need to see other journalists from other countries covering this, like not just what the mainstream media is telling us because I know it sounds like I'm going crazy here. I'm not. And that's the whole thing. Like then I say these things and I start gaslighting myself saying, well, I sound crazy. Maybe it's not right. Like that's not what this is about. This is about, you can clearly see how the disproportionate coverage that Palestine's getting. And I see it because when I go to the gym and I work out, like I see the mainstream, you know, CNN and Fox News and like all these things up on the screens. And the way they're covering things versus how I'm seeing it on social media and how I'm seeing other people that I trust and get their sources from like people on the ground, you know, like it's so different. And I just, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind anyway. So I'm still currently trying to understand what's happening and sit in this space of appreciation for the people that are going through these horrific things and are still trying to communicate with the rest of the world of this is what my experience is like this is what this is what I'm trying to show you um that the people in your government will not show you right and so I think all of that can be a lot and my message today is you know if you do have the privilege to take a little break like I've been learning take it enjoy your family, love those who are around you, show love and appreciation for the life that you do have, take a little break and then keep going. Because I think 
I think the rest of the world and our government is expecting us to sort of tire out. And, um, you know, I'm not an activist by any means, clearly. <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, I've never seen myself as a person that can speak up for others. And I'm wanting to change that. I want to change that narrative for myself. This whole idea that I'm so sensitive and I can't handle things like that has got to change. There are people dying out there like all the time, not just right now, but all the time there's people dying out there. And I think we've been sold this narrative, like you're so sensitive and you can't handle these things and watching the news is so hard. And yes, all of that is true. It is really hard. And I truly deeply feel like I have like so much empathy that like I feel it so deeply, but that does not excuse me from taking responsibility for being a human being on earth, right? Like, like I think there comes a point where we have to say, it is really hard for me to watch the news or to get information or to learn more. And so I'm going to find ways to build that resiliency so that I can be informed and so that I can make decisions and so that I can help others sort of understand how this process goes of like, we cannot just turn our, our head the other way and say, well, good luck to them. You know, like we have to, we have to believe there's hope. And I think that's what this whole thing comes down to, right? Like clearly the way that we've been doing things for years is not working out super great for a lot of us. <laughs> like we are isolated we are sad. We are, you know, having a huge mental health crisis in this country. There's, you know, you look at the suicide rate in young people. I mean, it is just mind boggling to me how we can just continue to be this way. And so my whole spiel for today really is we cannot lose hope. Like we have got to keep on learning and growing and evolving even if that means that it's uncomfortable for us, even if that means our nervous systems get to the max and we end up having, you know, panic attacks or meltdowns or whatever you want to call them. Like, even if that means that we are, are at capacity and we have a hard time functioning, like we have to understand that we're going to get to that place so that we can learn how to navigate that. And so if you've been in that place where you're like, oh, it's too much. I can't handle it. I'm so sensitive. Like, yes, you are so sensitive. Yes. That's the whole point. You're here to be sensitive. And so take a deep breath, take a few minutes to like actually feel what's going on in your body. Spend time with your loved ones, like soak up all the love that you can and then keep going. Like you cannot give up. We cannot look away just because we're sensitive. Like we, our sensitivity is what's going to help us drive this change that we need to see. You know, like I'm having the conversations with my nine-year-old kid about this topic and their simple understanding that we're no longer going to purchase from certain companies just because that's one little thing we can do. Like they, they get it. All I've said is like, oh, we're no longer going to go to Starbucks or McDonald's. Like that's just, you know, a bunch of people are trying to figure out what they can do. And that's boycotting. That's called boycotting where you decide that you're no longer going to buy from a company because of their actions and your money's no longer going to go there. And not once have they said, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? Like, I'm really hungry. Can we stop here? Like they just get it. They just get it. It's so simple. And it's like, not a huge thing. And I explained, you know, like it's a very small way that we can take control over what's happening because it feels so out of control. And when things feel out of control, the one thing you can do is 
take a deep breath and ground yourself and ask yourself, what can I do in this situation that will help even just a tiny, tiny bit, even when it feels like it's not going to matter at all? Because in the grand scheme of things, every little action matters. Like me sitting here in front of this microphone talking about this, like, is it really going to make that big of a difference? I don't know, but I'm willing to take the chance on it because I have hope. There's got to be hope out there. And so I get so worked up about these things because they matter and they should matter. And I'm tired of society telling me that I'm too sensitive and that I care too much and too deeply about these things. Of course, I care too much and too deeply. I am a human being. (laughs) Like, why would I not be super upset about seeing the horrible images I'm seeing on social media about the horrible things happening in the world? Like, why would I not be pissed off that the Israeli government is doing this? I am a human being who has empathy. Of course I'm pissed. Of course I'm super, like, upset about it. And if you're not, or you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be, maybe you shouldn't question yourself. Maybe you should question the people who are telling you to be this way, right? Like, I'm taking a deep breath now. So with that being said, um, I think this is where creatives really come in. Um, I know that was like a huge like whoosh shift, but the writing I've done this past year and the conversations I've had around these stories and the way they are helping me in my own personal life. And one day I'll share about all of that, but the way that my processing with my creativity is helping me to understand not only the world around me but understand my place in it has been life-changing and I think this is the huge you know struggle for creatives out there for the artists that are sensitive is how do we alchemize this energy that we feel when everything feels so heavy and so dark And like none of it matters. And who are we to even put our creative work out there when we can't save lives? And I'm here to tell you that it's needed more than ever. If you are a creative, sensitive soul who is trying to just find the hope and the love out there, like these are the times when it is most needed. This little tiny story that I write might be a five minute glimpse of the light for somebody else where everything feels so dark and and that matters and creativity and art matters and if you are a creative out there who feels really bogged down by all the stuff going on you know with israel and palestine and the genocide that's happening and how our government is like <laughs> so complicit in it and And the disillusionment that comes from the idea that like, oh shit, who are we really? And what are we, what are we funding? And you know, all of that, like if you're sitting there and that makes you not want to create because what is my tiny little artwork going to do? Your art is needed. (laughs) You know, your, your music, your paintings, your writing, like all of that is needed because that's what gives us hope. And I'm, starting to get emotional because I truly deeply feel this but yes it's frustrating when you see people not using their 
platform of millions of people who they could say a bunch of stuff about and continue to share the message of Palestine and how to free Palestine. And yes, some of these people are doing that. And also we can hold space for them to put their art out there so that they can continue to give out hope for people. You just never know what that can do. And so I guess my invitation is for you to check in with yourself this week and see where you're at and decide like, what is my capacity? Have I reached it? Do I need to take a short little break before I continue to learn more, before I continue to share more, before I continue to call my representatives, email them, uh, boycott, protest, whatever it is, whatever action-based thing you need to do. But for the love of God, don't lose hope. You know, like that's what I'm here to tell you. And so I hope that today's story sort of brings that a little bit for you. Um, we're celebrating Dia de los Muertos in a couple days. Like I'm just holding so much space and love for all of the souls that have left this planet just because of somebody's greed and power hungry actions. I just, I'm holding space for all that. And I'm holding space for that in a mindful way where I'm trying not to burn out again and trying not to get to that level of I've reached capacity. And if I do, then I will take care of myself and then continue because we are not giving up. So, all right, here's today's story. Um, I'm not going to say the title until the end because then if you know me, you're going to know exactly what it's about. So, all right, part one, I looked around at the campsite or what was left of it. It seemed that the animals in the forest had a party. The storm had... <laughs> Excuse me, the storm had thrown my things around, but cans were also open with what seemed to be some cloths. Slowly, I began to pick up the trash. The exhaustion of this journey began to weigh on my body. I had come on this camping trip to take a break and rest. I did way more than that. The pages from my books I had eagerly hoped to read covered the ground that was still wet. Disappointed, I collected them like long-lost memories. How was I ever going to explain this to anybody? Sure, I could say that I have always had these magical powers, but then what? How was I supposed to go into society knowing that knowing these things about myself? I surely couldn't go on living my life the way I was. I went to a job that I semi-loved just to make money, to pay for things that I didn't truly want. I had shed so much in this forest, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to go back into reality. Not sure that I wanted to go back into reality. There was something that I still had to uncover in the forest, which remained a mystery. I unlocked my Jeep with the keys that I had surprisingly not lost. They were neatly tucked away in my pack. I remember the day I bought this orange Jeep. It made me feel so alive. Since I was a kid, I always loved Jeeps. Something about the tire on the back made them feel so exciting. From that day on, I knew that I would one day get myself an orange Jeep. Sometimes I noticed little kids staring at me from their car seats, wide-eyed with excitement. Putting things in the trunk, I wondered if maybe I had imagined what had happened in the last few months. I mean, it all started when I grew curious about that T-Rex mom I ran into at the bus stop. Then things started happening all on their own. It's not like I was trying to escape my reality on purpose. Everything just started to happen. I finally put the last trash bag in the back seat, wiping sweat off my forehead. The sun was beginning to set and I took in one last long breath. I laughed at myself and all the craziness I had experienced. No one in the right mind would ever truly understand, but maybe someone else out there would. One day I would find those people. The door closed loudly as I buckled myself. I put the key in. I turned it. 
It wouldn't start. Oh, come on, I thought as I tried again. Nope, the battery was dead. Now what? I put my head on the steering wheel and dropped it into my body. I was really exhausted. I looked up and saw a truck driving towards my campsite. Excitement gave my body the jolt it needed. I jumped out of the Jeep and waved my hands around. Hey, I shouted. Hey, the truck stopped. The door opened and I started to laugh. Hey, yourself, Allie said as she smiled at me. Looks like you're not going home quite yet, are you? Allie, I ran and gave her a hug. I'm not sure why I was so excited to see her in particular. I think my battery died and I have no way of going home until I fix my Jeep. Ah, the Jeep can wait a little longer. She had a mischievous look on her face. We've got more work to do together. I wasn't fully sure if this was going to be a good idea, but there were no other options. And maybe I still had more characters to meet. In fact, I felt it in my body and knew that it was time to meet the next one. I brought you some coffee, Allie smiled. I figure you'd need it after hanging out with those lovebirds. Wade, I began to say, but was interrupted. Okay, Sibyl, here's the deal. Everything that happens from now on is going to be super important. There's no room for second guessing or doubting your abilities. What does that mean? I was a little offended. More than that, it worried me that she knew so much about me. How did she know? Okay, was all I could muster out. We are about to go into we're about to go on the part of your journey where you're going to need to really tap into your energy. That ability that you have to just know that everything is working out the way it's supposed to. And that it might be a little challenging at times. But I promise you that at the end of this whole thing, you'll be so glad you showed up. All right. I was so a bit skeptical. But there was this deep trust that just ran through me. Couldn't quite explain it or even understand it. Now hop on in so we can get going. She signals to the passenger seat. I grabbed my pack from the car and placed the Jeep keys inside. This was going to have to wait until later. Sipping my coffee, I took in the beauty of the forest. The trees swayed in the wind, reminding me of the times I spent camping, sleeping in the hammock under the trees. I had a sense that this journey was going to completely transform my life. I felt ready for it in a lot of ways. The relationships in my personal life had been suffering lately. I guess I had been trying too hard. Like I had been hiding who I really was because I didn't think others would understand me. So I mainly kept to myself, closing off from the rest of the world. I didn't do it purposely, it just sort of happened, but I did yearn for relationships in which I could be myself, magic and all. That's why hanging out with these characters felt so refreshing. I was just so curious about them and their stories that it completely took me out of that people-pleasing mode. It was hard for me to do that with the people in my life. It was like they always said something but meant something entirely different. It was extremely confusing. So, Allie interrupted my thoughts, how long have you known you had special powers? She smiled softly as she said that. Um, I guess since I was a little kid, I responded. Do you remember what happened that forced you to hide them? She asked. I never thought about it like that. It was always just something that I kept to myself. I figured nobody ever wanted to know about this. Not really. It had always just been something that I kept to myself. I tried really hard to think about it. Maybe something big had happened and I just didn't remember. Hmm, interesting, she said as if she was taking notes from my responses. Why? Should something have happened? I asked. No, not really. It's just that usually there is something that happens to people like you. Their powers become too weird and make them an outcast. So they stop them and hide. Sometimes there's a big move and there is no one that they can trust. That's usually it. I couldn't hear what else she was saying. All I could focus on was the fact that she said people like you. I never thought about that. Maybe there were others like me who could also heal themselves and talk to animals. Maybe there are others who go on journeys and meet characters. 
But how would I go about finding them? And what would I say? Hi, my name is Isabel, and I also have special powers. No need to worry about the others just yet. Darn it, she could read my mind as well. What was it with the mind reading? The trees began to change, and Allie took a sharp right. We are not going back to the farm. We were not going back to the farm, I realized as the big mountain was towards the left. I know, she said softly. We were taking a detour. The whole mind reading thing was getting annoying. And I'm sorry it's annoying that I can hear your thoughts, she said with a big grin. Okay, so where are we going then? Deep into the forest where the most magic, magical magic lies. Her voice changed, excitement oozing out of her words. All right, I said, sitting back, taking in the sights. The trees reached for each other across the road, creating a tunnel that had a glow to it. Maybe it was a bunch of little Shilohs. It was definitely something shiny guiding our path. My stomach began to twist and turn. It was not a bad feeling, but I hadn't felt this in a long time. It felt like when the big drop in a roller coaster happens. Okay, Isabel, tell me who you are, Allie said in a serious tone. Um, I'm Isabel? I wasn't sure what she meant by that question. Yes, but who is Isabel? When did our conversation get so philosophical? Just a girl, I responded shyly. I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Go deeper. Allie was determined to get me to say something, but what that was, I had no idea. I'm Isabel. I couldn't get the words out. Feel into your body, she said, leaning forward to get a better look at the unmarked road. I closed my eyes and took a deep breath in. I'm Isabel, I began. I live here and everywhere. I exist in everything around me. I am the one that connects the dots, all the stories. Something had come over me, and I didn't have to think anymore. Words just began to flow through me. I am Isabel. I am living peace, moments filled with stardust captured in a bottle, waiting to come out. I am Isabel. I am a healer. I help and support others in their journey. I fully let go. I am Isabel, and I am love, and love is me. Something shifted. The whole forest lit up as if an electric shock rippled through it. Colors began swirling around us, and there, at the end of the road, was my new friend. That a girl, Allie said as she slowed down. You dropped into your magic, and you helped guide your friend. What was she talking about? What friend? How did I already know this character without ever meeting him? The truck stopped, and I got out quickly. He was sitting and waiting patiently. Hi, he said sweetly. I am Sam, and I love you. You are my best friend. I dropped to my knees in front of him and allowed myself to be engulfed by his sweet embrace. Ah, and there is part one of Sam, the golden retriever puppy. So I'm so excited to share this second part. Um, I'm getting teary-eyed because I just imagined seeing Sam again, and it just, oh, my heart. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. This has gone on for way too long, um, but just don't lose out hope. Um, and remember that, I don't know. I don't know what I want you to remember. My husband's in the background, so I'm trying to uh, not be too hyper aware that he's listening to what I'm saying. Um, anyways, I hope that you have a great week and I will talk to you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share it with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye.